0: Bitcoin over the last 10 years has created a single global movement that is loyal to no nation-state, no government, no military anywhere on the planet, but towards an ethics of a commonality of wealth. Through the radical protection cryptography offers to this new form of property found within Bitcoin, the bonds of a new commonwealth have been formed. The Best in Bitcoin Made Audible I am Guy Swan and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up guys, welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know man, we are going to get into some good stuff today. It's time to put on your cypherpunk anarchist hats because we are digging deep into this one with uh, cypherpunk philosopher Eric Kaysen. Uh, I always love his stuff and he just just goes out there and digs into the nit and gritty and I love it. Uh, If you have not gone down the kind of cypherpunk philosophy rabbit hole yet well get ready this might sound crazy uh you have been warned but there is a there is a really really foundational idea here that i think is critical to understand and i'll expand afterward on where i think these these ideas have a very practical truth uh regardless of the theological messianic sort of language that's being used in this piece And considering the impact that such a system as Bitcoin surviving in the world today will have, I do not think those terms are so great an exaggeration as it may sound, and I'll get into my arguments as to why afterward. But before we do that, I've got two amazing gifts for you. Two gifts for your sovereign future. One is $10 free in sats if you are not already stacking through swan because you're a doofus swanbitcoin.com slash guy gets you $10 worth of sats, which is like a 1000 future dollars, right? Don't leave that on the table just for starting your savings plan at swanbitcoin.com. It's just a no-brainer, honestly. And then the other is 5% off all of the sovereignty tools at shiftcrypto.ch, including, that's right, the boss hardware wallet, the BitBox O2. It has got the dual-edge blade of easy-to-use and set up, and top open-source security. GuySwan.com slash BitBox will take you straight there, and discount code Guy is right at the top of the page, but discount code G-U-Y gets you 5% off. And with that, let's put on our cypherpunk revolution sunglasses and get into today's article, and it's titled... The Theological Conquest of Money by Eric Kaysen The Messianic Power Hidden in Bitcoin and How It Can Save the World All genuine political theories presuppose man to be evil. Carl Schmitt on the concept of the political Bitcoin is beyond revolutionary. It is messianic. It is messianic for the very reason that it has done what no man, institution, political theory, or sovereign king could have ever accomplished with any form of law. To create a truly free, as in freedom and the liberty that must go with it, form of wealth that any human being, anywhere in the world or beyond, no matter their station of birth, place of residence, creed, or color, may use with no intermediary. Through the power and majesty of cryptography, Satoshi created a new economic and thereby social and political commonwealth for the Internet alone. Through imbuing economic value directly into the framework of the digital, Satoshi created a form of power that could reach beyond the violence of any physical power, including the state and its infinite violence. Through this destituent power, potenza destituente, Bitcoin closes the door of law and opens the messianic possibility of a humanity beyond any law through the theological power found hidden at the center of cryptography. Through the theological conquest of fiat money and the coming obliteration of the state monetary system, Bitcoin proves that it is a form of commonwealth that can replace law without violence. Bitcoin presents itself as the blade of Alexander the Great to the Gordian's knot of state and money. Bitcoin unapologetically severs the relationship between the two, uncompromisingly leaving nothing behind. Bitcoin is the final decision to destroy the relationship between the state and money and the messianic promise that entails. Bitcoin has the power to destroy the old, corrupt legal apparatus of state and fiat money that has enslaved every human on the planet, and to free every human for the great destiny that awaits us all. Bitcoin alone has initiated the final war against all fiat money for the freedom of the whole of humanity. Liberated from corrupt fiat money and the chains of debt that obligates and enslaves, Bitcoin has induced a theological struggle over the meaning of wealth and value itself. Through forsaking the protection of the state, for the imperious sovereignty Bitcoin has proven through cryptography, we find a new theological power, which is the foundation of a new kind of common law found through the digital. A Commonwealth of Cryptography Through the radical critique that Bitcoin is to all state fiat monetary systems, Bitcoin has illuminated the path towards a way to completely disengage all legal and economic apparatuses of the state vis-a-vis cryptography. It is a means of organization beyond any law through the theater of total unbracketed war. This is the history of crypto and the etymology of its praxis. This opens the spectacular possibility of a totally new form of human organization that is built on top of the guarantees of cryptography, the decentralized nature of such systems, and the personal power this technology entails. Bitcoin proves a form of human economic organization that is beyond the power of any form of violence or law, which is the very reason why cryptography is the engine that can be called messianic. Bitcoin over the last 10 years has created a single global movement that is loyal to no nation state, no government, no military anywhere on the planet, but towards an ethics of a commonality of wealth. Through the radical protection cryptography offers to this new form of property found within Bitcoin, the bonds of a new commonwealth have been formed. The power found in this new commonwealth offers a kind of protection which no law anywhere can guarantee anymore. In our world, where all law has been subsumed by the criminal and corrupt and is openly prostituted by political pimps for the lowest insulting price, we know that there is nothing left to be said, just a system of exploitation to destroy. Bitcoin has opened the Pandora's box, which contains the messianic possibility of a world freed from the corrupt law of the old and their blood-stained money. And this is all being done while introducing the order of the new that will replace the old forms of rule, a novus ordo seclorum, It is this seed of knowledge and power at the core of this technology that introduces a possible response to the totalitarian evil that is statism and its panoptic apparatus of total control, fiat money. We must remember that it is foretold that the Messiah does not arrive as the Redeemer, but as the subduer of the Antichrist. And with this technological spear of destiny we have been handed by Satoshi, the possibility of subduing the twin evils of the state legal apparatus and fiat money has appeared, just in the brink of time as well, with the menacing shadow of the fascist panopticon machine and their all-seeing five eyes growing in magnitudes and orders with each passing day. We are here to blind the behemoth, to tear out its eyes with our spear and mutilate it beyond recognition, in order let it be known that our privacy was never for sale, and it will never be taken from us again. Bitcoin has proven its steadfastness and piousness to its code base, and its inability to violate its oath to its supply schedule or the function of its system is its liturgical order. Bitcoin has proven its sovereignty through its code alone, and there is no exception to that. Through barring its sovereignty openly to the face of the world, Bitcoin impels a new kind of theological faith found through cryptography and its capacity to conquer fiat money and the law behind it. This is a power which forsakes the protection of the state for the proof the code can offer. It is a spiritual practice that does not ask for trust, but verification. The Theological Value of Truth and Fairness Bitcoin creates its economic value through the glory of the truth and fairness of its economic system. This value is of absolutely metaphysical nature because it calls into question the ontological being of man with his machines of law, technology, finance, the internet, and cryptography from which he cannot escape. Through the power of cryptography pushing its way from the periphery of human experience only as a technique of communications under total war, to one of the central organizational principles of humanity today, we must ask ourselves, what does a cryptographic proof offer to man that he cannot offer to himself? It is the oath to the commonality of the law itself. Over the entire concourse of the history of man, man has proven himself incapable of maintaining his oath to any law while the machine has proven itself incapable of breaking its oath to its system of ordering, or code. Through replacing the ordering of the theological with that of the technological, we finally find ourselves back at the start of all things. The great order of the ages is born afresh, a novus ordo seclorum. Through Bitcoin's total obligation to only its code alone— It has created a most fair and judicious system which demands that anyone who wants to bear the value of the system must prove the work of the system. There is no cheating allowed. Through the glory of Bitcoin's proof of work and the sacrifice of real electrical energy that is needed to continually verify its ledger and secure its time chain, Bitcoin executes a cryptographic liturgy which proves and guarantees itself through the code alone. And as the time chain of Bitcoin grows and grows to verify its sovereignty again and again, proving its glory over and over as time grows on, more and more will come to accept the cryptographic theology that gives Bitcoin its sovereignty. Through proof of work, Bitcoin continually verifies its sovereignty from any government anywhere, And with each block that passes, such facts become more resolute, resounding, and imperious. By its very nature and existence, Bitcoin opens up a totally new political topography in which people can use cryptographic systems to asymmetrically organize themselves against any enemy that is tens of powers stronger than they are. Cryptography is the most revolutionary of tactics for it seizes the means of communication and ensures the entirety of their secrecy, which can mean the difference between life and death, victory or vanquishment. It is when this tactic becomes not only the means of the resolution, but the production of it, the most spectacular transformation is created. A messianic object is created in so far that it goes beyond revolutionary and creates the possibility for the total elimination of law, while still assuring absolute personal protection of all individuals through cryptography. Through the solidarity of cryptography and the knowledge and power it endows us with, a new commonwealth is born. The Theological Glory of Guaranteed Wealth Protection The obligation of subjects to the sovereign is understood to last as long and no longer than the power lasteth by which he is able to protect them. For the right men have by nature to protect themselves, when none else can protect them, can by no covenant be relinquished. Thomas Hobbes, Leviathan All people everywhere have been violated by their respective sovereigns, and are no longer offered any kind of power of protection by any government, but only the threat of withholding violence or death. Through the power of the new form of commonwealth found within Bitcoin, we can find the final clause for the most general kind of solidarity for all people everywhere, the total freedom of money and its separation from any state anywhere. Here we find a new theological cause to which bond our lives, our honor, and most importantly, our wealth. Only those that understand the majesty and glory of this cause, who believe with fervency and faith in what we are doing and what we are creating, shall be rewarded in kind for their hodling and faith in this future we are demanding. We understand that Bitcoin is a tool, a weapon of unparalleled consequence that arms the populace like nothing before, and it is our means to building, achieving, and keeping our freedom. Through this tool alone, we can again find the ability to escape the totalitarian nightmare that is consuming humanity and find the way to a new, liberated world unlike anything imagined before. Through the simple power of fixing Bitcoin's money supply in the past and forcing the machines into an unbreakable oath for their own cause and glory, Satoshi glitched out the machine of power that is money, the false god that is state capitalism, and opened the messianic possibility of a world without law. In this shattering of the relationship between state and capital, the most spectacular power is created, a commonwealth of cryptographically proven value. To separate the state from money just as religion was separated from the state centuries ago, is to induce the final epoch where humanity can achieve the liberty that is intended only for it. It is the destiny of all humanity to throw off the shackles of fiat money and to walk into a radically new future where we seize the freedom and liberty intended only for us. To free wealth from the shackles of fiat money and the parasitic leviathan of the state is our holy war. We understand the barbarous relic that fiat money is, and we are impelled towards a new theology which can save us from this evil through the power of cryptography and the redemption it offers. Bitcoin uses a theology of cryptography to prove its sovereignty, refusing the yoke of any authority except for the mathematical proofs of a Spinozian god alone. Just as Martin Luther opened the schism from which the people could throw off the yoke of state religion, so too has Satoshi pointed us towards the path of liberation. He has given us hope in this world of avarice, vacuousness, and corruption, while creating the opportunity to create real commonality of wealth that is beyond the corruption of men, to become something so much greater. To create a better world through a more fair and just kind of money and economic organization is to create the opening from which the messianic prophecy can be fulfilled. Bitcoin is messianic for the very reason that it opens a path towards the practical refusal of all law through economic means alone. The One and Only Commonwealth of Law One day humanity will play with law just as children play with disused objects, not in order to restore them to their canonical use, but to free them from it for good. Giorgio Agamben, State of Exception. There is no more negotiation, pleading with the politicians, or hoping to convenience the statist of otherwise. This is a war over control of the control of wealth. Who is entitled to create it? and how it should be monitored, controlled, issued, and tokenized. The present history of all states is a history of mass exploitation through fiat monetary systems, choking economic regulation, and total social liquidation. The state's control of money is its ring of power to which it demands to oversee every facet of our lives, and every bitcoiner is here to destroy it. In the anarchist tradition, Bitcoin screams with a thunderous crack, no gods, no masters. We refuse to capitulate our economic, social, and political power to the insane corruption and idiotic mission of such a society as this. We seek to destroy this disgusting system of exploitation, soulless consumerization, and free our friends and family from the camps that every state has set up around the whole of life. We will no longer allow for the false gods of any state or their masters of fiat capital to tell us what is right and wrong, what is for our own good, safety, or otherwise. As Daniel Webster warned us nearly two centuries ago, There are men in all ages who mean to exercise power usefully, but who mean to exercise it. They mean to govern well, but they mean to govern. They promise to be kind masters, but they mean to be masters. The issuance, control, and monopolization of money to control the entirety of the wealth of the human race is nothing short of the final political objective of the evil of man and the avarice that is his infinite vice for power. All the history of the world shows that power corrupts and that such corruption will be found in any form of law no matter what. And with this, all law is torn asunder from the mighty weight of thirty pieces of silver. When the authoritarianism that hides behind the law is allowed to control money itself, it will always use that power to enrich the small elitist class of men who will control such money to the destruction of the whole commonwealth. The commonwealth of law has shipwrecked on the destitute shores of this hell we call society because the commonality of wealth through fiat money, government restriction, and crony capitalism leaves us with only one thing left in common. It is not law, but tyranny. To break the economic control of the state and their banking and financial allies is the most revolutionary action that is possible today, and it is through Bitcoin that it can be achieved. There are thousands aimlessly hacking at the branches of evil, but there was one who chose to strike at the root directly. Satoshi Nakamoto. Minch Satoshi Nakamoto. Whoever he, she, they may be, except of course the fraudulent loser Craig Wright, Satoshi has proven himself to be the Minch of our time. Not for the incredible power and wealth he possesses, nor for the extraordinary genius and exquisite grace by which he was able to build, execute, and deploy Bitcoin, but because of his choice to walk away. By Satoshi choosing to keep their true name concealed and allow for the code alone to accomplish the feat which no man of flesh and blood could do, is to fulfill the greatest task that could ever be done. By walking away, Satoshi fulfilled a power of economic, social, and political refusal, a destituent power which she alone has produced through her refusal of the greatest sum of wealth ever conceived. In taking this action of refusal, refusing to accept fiat money, participate in the economic of corruption, or to be identified by the political apparatus of death, Satoshi proved it had a deep understanding of what value truly was as a metaphysical maxim. In the words of Schmidt, Satoshi understood that, "...value must continuously valuate; that is to say it must bring its influence to bear." Otherwise, it dissolves in an empty manifestation. Whoever says value brings its influence to bear and has it enacted. Virtues are practiced, norms are applied, orders are executed, but values are set up and enacted. Whoever asserts a value must bring its influence to bear. Whoever maintains that it has value regardless of the influence brought to bear by any individual human being who endorses it is simply cheating. Carl Schmidt, The Tyranny of Values By walking away from the machine of power that it created, Satoshi also closed the door of law from being able to come to our home of cyberspace while creating the opening for a totally new form of politics to be enacted. Through this sacrifice and choice to walk away, Satoshi enacted a machine of political power and glory that no amount of violence can destroy. No amount of tyranny can control. The value of Bitcoin is the creation of a new commonwealth of law governed by the open source code and the protocols which forms a kind of wealth beyond any state or government because of the cryptography at their core. Through the cryptographic commonwealth that is governed entirely by the axioms of the code and through the binary interpretation of the machine, man is finally allowed to bridge the abyss between positive law and its implementation in this world through his anthropomorphic machine of technology. Through this technology, man bears the real economic, social, political, and ultimately theological value of what it means to be truly free in this statist world. Cryptography creates an opening for the messianic possibility of using this technology to save humanity from the impending horrors we all know are lurking just beyond the horizon. Just as in all spheres God opposes myth, mythical violence, or statism, is confronted by the divine, and the latter constitutes its antithesis in all respects. If mythical violence is law-making, divine violence is law-destroying. If the former sets boundaries, the latter boundlessly destroys them. If mythical violence brings at once guilt and retribution, divine power only expiates. If the former threatens, the latter strikes. If the former is bloody, the latter is lethal without spilling blood. The Here and Now which as the model of messianic time summarizes the entire history of humanity into a monstrous abbreviation, coincides to a hair with the figure, which the history of humanity makes in the universe. Through this messianic action of creating a form of wealth which no amount of violence nor any form of state law could ever govern or control, Satoshi has opened the gate from which the figure may enter into the creation of the kingdom of heaven on this earth. It is through the conquest of money and the global solidarity that Bitcoin assures and guarantees through its new god of cryptography. We find the power to create not a new form of law, but to free us from all law for good. Now there is some cypherpunk philosophizing for you. Uh, Let's uh, take a quick break and hit our sponsor. And uh, I want to, I want to, share some thoughts on this piece and explain where I think there's a really brilliant thesis behind the idea of Bitcoin as a commonwealth of its own creation. So let's hit our sponsor and we'll be right back. When we say Bitcoin is a new system of ownership, that it's separate from any state, military, or political apparatus and enforced by the truth of cryptography, what that means is ownership is defined entirely By a set of cryptographic keys. This is why a secure hardware wallet like the Bitbox O2 is critical. With your keys on an exchange or something like that, you must trust them to keep your keys safe. But according to Bitcoin, they are the only relevant owners. They can move the Bitcoin. You cannot without them doing it for you. Not your keys, not your coins. This is the number one rule of Bitcoin, and it's why the BitBox O2 makes securing your own keys as easy and secure as possible. It is literally bank-grade digital security for an everyday user. If you haven't gotten a hardware wallet yet, and you find yourself with a meaningful amount of Bitcoin, it might be time to get yourself a BitBox. And fun little bonus, use code GUY, that's my name, guy, and you get 5% off type in the URL guyswan.com slash bitbox and it'll take you straight there. All right, so this, this piece starts out with the quote, all genuine political theories presuppose man to be evil by Carl Schmidt, and it's from the con- on the concept of the political and I love this quote. This is basically the idea, the heart of the concept of adversarial thinking. It's getting at the very root for understanding why corruption happens and why power is something to be removed and distrusted at every possible turn. If you create a center of power, it will be abused. Period. End of story. That is truth. If we design a system, if we have a system, a political system designed that does not assume that its leaders or its participants will be self-interested, corrupt, and greedy, then it is utopian nonsense. It is assuming a reality which does not exist because that power will enable the very corruption, self-interest, and greed that its very structure is intending to stop. For example, if we think that someone is going to come into my house and hurt me and we need a system of power to prevent that, well, then we must assume that the system of power is going to want to come into my house and hurt me. Like that, like that, That is the fundamental truth. If we believe that that is the state of humanity, the systems which organize us must also accept that truth or work according to that truth. And ultimately, this is why the government is set up like a mafia. It's the... the supposed trade-off is we need a really, really big mafia to make sure that we don't have problems from small mafias. At least to the people, I think, that are honest about how the political apparatus actually works or is actually structured. Now, we could argue all day on that, but let's just assume it's true and take the the principle as it is. That if there is a center of power, if there is a means to abuse or corrupt or obtain power over someone else it will be used for exactly that that's that's its intent that's how and why it exists and that's obviously how it will be used even if somehow you found the greatest of angels to run the political apparatus or run the system of control for a few years either that person becomes exactly what the those powers enable like you know absolute power corrupts absolutely or they get replaced by the next guy who simply wants to rule, simply wants to govern, simply wants to have power. And the, the, the other quote, like further down by Webster, is one of, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes. In fact, let me just go ahead and read it because I love it so much. Quote, There are men in all ages who mean to exercise power usefully, but who mean to exercise it. They mean to govern well but they mean to govern. They promise to be kind masters, but they mean to be masters. I always love that quote. I just think that's a, like, that is the perspective that if you don't recognize that as truth, we will inevitably allow the political environment and the political systems, which become essentially the downfall of our own freedoms, of our own lives and individual goals. And in this, we have the ultimate tool of power money. When the economy, when the economic system, when trade and capital is the means to all of our ends, there's nothing you can do, there's nothing anyone can do in the economy or a goal that we hope to achieve in the world without trade. All of our systems, our goods, our standard of living, all of it is due to the basis of trade, the the economic apparatus that allows us to organize so that we can work together. The power to control that tool is the ultimate power. And I think a lot of people don't see that. A lot of people don't recognize just how potent of a tool that is. The power to print money arbitrarily or with a whatever excuse you've got and then you can use the very power of the printing press to get the economic leverage necessary to make to to make your excuse sound good to get other people to promote your excuse to get all your political cronies to get behind you and you know they're going to get their million dollar uh, slice of the newly printed pie. so what are they going to do? They're going to go out and they're going to take that. Uh, news organization that they own, and they're going to make sure everybody thinks this is exactly what humanity needs, this is exactly what society needs, and you're going to make sure that you slice into that pie every single key person, every other key demographic or group or union or news agency, et cetera, et cetera that is going to reinforce and help maintain that power center and the illusion that... This is good for society because they want it for themselves. The liberation of that tool from a system of power, from a system of masters, is not a small change to the basis of society. What Bitcoin offers is a new foundation, a new base lowest common denominator for common law. Or maybe natural law is a better use. And Kason talks about in this piece is the elimination of all law. And I don't, I don't know if I quite take that perspective. I, I don't, I don't think that that's how, or at least that's just not my framing of it. I think natural law is a thing. I think our rights and the ideas of self ownership are actually objective truths that we can, we can derive from very simple realities. The fact that you when you think you control your arm and when i think i control my arm and there is no crossover i do not there is there is no point at which i own your arm or you own mine and ultimately the way we are taught and the way we talk about the apparatus of government or the state is is that this is to protect rights to to protect the individual to protect property rights in fact i've argued with people i'm told that Property rights are only a result of the government, which I don't think is even slightly true. I think rights are natural and can only be taken, not granted. For someone to grant your rights, like a government to grant your rights, quote unquote, is to just say that the government has agreed to not step on them. Same as I have the right to my life, you have the right to your life and the right to defend it. Of course, someone could violate that. Someone could attempt to kill you or me, but regardless, I still own my life like that's how we we recognize that that person is even in the wrong to begin with and understand like it is not something that we are asking for like i'm not asking for the right to my life when i say i own my life that's not up for debate this is not something that i need someone else to agree with or i i hope their opinion aligns with mine because i'm going to defend my life no matter what they think my life and my family are not up for debate the second someone says that oh, this is where you don't own your life, where you can't protect your family, and where we own you as slaves for this little portion or sliver of time, that's the end of the conversation. I'm not going to defend myself for something that I believe is morally evil. It's not, it's not up for discussion. None of your body or your life belongs to me. None of my body or my life belongs to someone else. Otherwise, we immediately leave open the justification for horrific, insane things like rape and slavery. By what principle do we consider those things obviously wrong? Self-ownership. Period. That's it. If you reject self-ownership, if we suddenly leave self-ownership up to as long as you've got a good enough excuse, suddenly becomes, it becomes an entirely subjective conversation who should or should not be whose slave, who can or cannot be raped, which is rightfully psychotic. And democratic doesn't make a difference. Every single person in the world can get together and vote that you have to be their slave, and that does not change the fact that what they have done is evil. It does not legitimize slavery because a lot of people agree with it. Now, maybe that means somebody still ends up becoming a slave that I still am a slave because nobody else will recognize and I obviously can't fight the whole world by myself that doesn't make it not wrong democracy or government legitimizing a thing does not change the reality and it is by the right the the natural law of self-ownership that we recognize those as terrible terrible things so anyway that's a long tangent just on the the idea why I want to call it natural law because I think there is, there are clear distinctions between me as a person, you as a person, my wife as a person, my family, like my neighbors, like we are clearly individuals. There is a distinction between what they own, what is their life, what is good for them, and what is my own, my life, and good for me. And it doesn't matter what we call the origins of this. I consider it an objective truth, uh, I think is derived from, again, that, that concept that I I think and move my arm. I'm waving my arms right now cuz that's how I talk. I talk like real hand wavy and big gestures and stuff like that. Like I'm not asking anybody to move my hands around, right? Nobody nobody else has any authority over that. It is clearly within the bounds of what is my body. And I think there's an element to Bitcoin and an element to the system of cryptography that ensures who is the owner. That is actually a reflection of the natural self-ownership. It's, it's a reflection of that through digital proof. It proves the nature of individual rights, of there being an objective reality that separates us as individual people. If you somehow had claim over my life, over me, what I produce in this world, then why can't you, if it was a legitimate claim, if there is real ownership over who I am and what I am. Why can't you move my Bitcoin? Why is there a way that I'm able to protect that, that there is something that is truly individually mine that someone else can't take? There is no system of authority. Like, I don't need the government to enforce this. In fact, it works in spite of government not or directly challenging it. What is it that allows me to own something without The government granting my right to own it without the permission of some tyrant or dictator or whatever it is, that somehow there is a natural separation. There is a natural law that is the source of my rights and self ownership. Now, sure, obviously, they could come and try to kill me. They could beat me up until I gave them my keys. They could break into my house and try to find my backup for it and steal it or whatever. And, you know, maybe I've made that incredibly difficult for them to do. Uh, So, you know, good luck. But, In my mind, this only proves the thesis of self-ownership. They have to come and take it from me. It is mine until I give up the relevant cryptographic secret. It is essentially a law unto itself. And still, even no matter what supposed political authority they have, no matter where they are in the world, Bitcoin demands the cryptographic proof. And the nature that I and me and you are you and that I know what is in my mind and you know what is in yours and our ability to keep a secret that is derived from that self-ownership, Bitcoin enforces that external to any legal apparatus. The fascinating thing about value becoming truly digital and a system that can, can secure that wealth through cryptography rather than trust in somebody else's agreement, or authority, or supposed um, uh, supposed enforcement of your ownership, or let's say the restraint of the law to not take it for their own ends, is revolutionary. No matter how you might frame or consider how Bitcoin will change our future, or what what sort of change, whether it's theological, messianic, practical, technological, blah, blah, blah. However we want to think about it, the ability to have a system of ownership and wealth that is external to the current societal, uh, societal rules, the structures of rules and laws that we currently have means that Bitcoin's long-term effect will not be small. In my mind, this is a huge deal from a historical, political perspective. This is the separation of money and state. And I think that will have a far greater effect on the entire world than the separation of church and state. Again, like I said, the power over the economic machine, the power over the ability to print money, to completely misallocate and manipulate economic truth or economic signals is the power to do anything. And to now place that economic machine, that that economic wealth, the money itself, into a system that literally cannot be cheated. Do not discount the impact of that. You know, Eric says, um, you know, he talks about how, how Bitcoin will lead to a new, a new liberty. And, and I think a, a, way, a way I like to frame it is that Bitcoin is essentially the embodiment of the American ideals, the, the Bill of Rights and the Articles of Federation, like these things that tried to institute individual rights and tried to hold everybody as equals. Um, it is that codified. It is the codification of that into a system of value such that everyone's individual ownership is guaranteed by the system. You know, everything, everywhere that America failed, for example, by defining human rights as an axiomatic thing, as a as inalienable, but then conveniently leaving the slaves out of that for like 150 years, by enabling special privilege through political ties and power, by enabling corruption that cannot even be punished by selectively enforcing rules, by eventually growing a legal framework that is so convoluted, unknowable, due to its sheer size, and in itself contradictory in so many ways, that anyone who gets on the bad side of the wrong political power will essentially find themselves criminals for whatever the powers that be hope to stick. Bitcoin removes the authority of wealth from that system. And wealth is the ultimate tool that it's the authority of. Like, that's what it hopes to manage and move and enforce. Like, wealth is the center of it. If there is no wealth for the state apparatus to conquer, then that's its funding mechanism. It literally and suddenly puts the government in the place of a service provider. That if they do a bad job, they run the risk of losing all of the control and the very citizens they need to keep themselves alive. To keep their apparatus alive, I guess you could say, is a better way to describe it. And you're in the context of like recent events. Think about what it means for the government to be able to print $6 trillion and hand it out to whoever they see fit and bribe the rest of the population to make sure that they can give away three-fourths of it to their cronies, their political allies, their special interest groups. What What does that mean? What does $6 trillion mean in the context of influencing the world? You know, the economy only works because it's taking into account all of our individual values. When I decide to buy A, or to not buy B, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my explicit values, my explicit trade offs, and what is important to me and my life, and the hope and vision that I have for the world. And I am making a deliberate decision to, to pick path A versus path B to achieve it. My economic choices are my influence on the world. And that information is spread throughout the rest of the economy. And the economy and the price signals and the, the direction of the world work by taking into account all of our values separately. It creates an, a huge aggregate machine which is able to account for all of this individual knowledge, all of these individual preferences and religious beliefs and cultures and basically pulling them all together into a common path for society. So what does it mean when someone prints $6 trillion in a year and just hands it out to people? Just redirects $6 trillion worth of resources from the real decisions, from the skin in the game, knowledge and choices that you have to work your butt off to be able to make and replaces it with the political whim Of the people in power. Well, the average US citizen earns about, just for simple math, it's actually a little bit less, but just for simplicity, about two million dollars in their entire lifetime. The US government just printed six trillion dollars in a year. What they did is delete the values, the choices, the trade-offs the knowledge, the hopes, the directions of three million people from birth to death from history. Three million people were officially and instantly made of no consequence to the economic reality that we live in. In one stroke, their entire lives worth of influence was taken, was confiscated to be a slave to the vision of a few politicians no person on earth should have that power no group of people no board of experts no one should have that power and what do you know while the actual economy the actual people who produce and make the world work were choosing not to bail out the fraud the trillions of dollars in fraud of the banks. We're choosing not to give them giant bonuses. We're choosing not to use their services and their lies and, their, and not give in to their economic manipulation who chose to defund themselves from those poisonous systems. They got bailed out. Those choices and those hopes to make those things go away and purge them from society were deleted by the political class. Nope. You will have this fraud and you will like it. You will have these cronies and you will accept them as your masters. You will accept them as permanent pieces of society because they keep us in power. They will not be punished. They will not be fined. In fact, they will be rewarded and we will delete your life, your influence over the economic machine and your hopes for the future in order to make sure they stay where they are. That is what it means to arbitrarily print $6 trillion. And Bitcoin removes that power permanently. It separates our political whims and our masters and the people who want to get bailed out for their fraud and their idiocy. It removes that power from the political system and it puts it back into the hands of the people. It ensures and guarantees that fundamental truth that I am me and you are you and that and makes us all truly equal before the laws of ownership and wealth. It does not mean that we play the game equally well. It does not mean that the output of the game will be equal for everyone. But it means that the game is fair which is something we have never had. So I will say it again that is not a small thing. Thank you to Eric Kaysen for this piece and always being the diehard cypherpunk anarchist <laughs> that, uh, that always makes for some very fun writing. And of course to the Bitbox O2, or Shift Crypto, the company, and Swan Bitcoin for sponsoring this show and keeping Bitcoin Audible alive so that we can have these crazy discussions about how bitcoin's gonna change the freaking world i am guy swan this is bitcoin audible and until next time everybody take it easy guys This has been Bitcoin Audible, a 11 production. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.